Hello, everybody. I am your Symbiote host. My name is Sawyer. And before we get into this retro episode of RCA Studios, I want to let you know about all the awesome ways you can connect with us. Now, everything that's in this um, in this retro podcast, uh, all these come from way back in 2015. And uh, some of the stuff that we say isn't necessarily applicable or up to date now. Uh, so I wanted to come on here and tell you about the ways you guys can connect with us deeper here at RCA Podcast and RCA Studios in general. Uh, we are still on Facebook, though, actually, with the same URL. That's Rebel Comics Alliance. We are on Instagram at RCA underscore studios. We're on Twitter at DDO Comics. And we also have a website that has the best prices on uh, back issues of comic books, retro video games, and pop figures, and that is at www.ddocomics.com. It's been a while. Um, Since the last time we've been on here, we have launched RCA Studios, which is awesome, and we have several podcasts underneath that umbrella. You can find all that information on our Facebook page. We have uh, RCA Studio YouTube page. We have Nick's Click, who you guys know Nick. He's the co-host of RCA podcast. He has his own YouTube channel. Make sure you check that out. That's Nick's Click, like C-L-I-Q-U-E on YouTube. So without further ado, I want to thank you guys so much for clicking on this retro episode. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I know that way back in 2015, we really enjoyed making it. So let's go ahead and go back in the past and check out RCA podcast. Peace. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Rebel Comics Alliance. We are your symbiote hosts. My name is Sawyer, and we are pre-recording this episode. We are pre-recording because I'm going to be gone um, for the next 10 days, and we didn't want to leave you guys hanging. We wanted to make sure that we had a podcast for you guys this week. So we're gonna we're recording now on a Sunday, and I'm gonna hopefully rec- or upload it uh, on Friday if I have time and good enough internet. <laughs> so. It'll be up in the air. We we're got, doing this for you. We're doing this for you guys because we love you guys. And you guys are great, especially Owen. <laughs> yeah, very much. Exclamation um, mark. Exclamation mark, exclamation mark. <laughs> um, but we got a lot to talk about tonight. Um, let's just jump right in. Um, sure. we, we wanted to do start off by talking a little bit about what we know about the Deadpool movie. I know we've talked about Deadpool uh, a little bit, but we haven't really talked much about the movie and that's mainly because there's not a lot out about it yet. But we can tell you what we do know. Yes, we know that the um, same actress who plays Gordon's girlfriend on Gotham is a new cast member for Deadpool. Yes. Uh, we don't know exactly who she's going to be playing, but we do know that she will be he, brought into the fold. Yeah, they have, they have her on IMDb. Do they have what she's going to be yet? No, no. The only characters they've really released is Angel Dust... We know we're going to have some kind of Colossus, but we don't know who's going to play it. And we have her, um, but they haven't um, announced her name. Now, for me, I'm a little nervous about this movie. Because Deadpool has always been a great character. One that a lot of people like just because he's kind of hilarious in in his actions and the way he is. But the the, um, director who's directing this movie, his name is Tim Miller, and he hasn't really distinguished himself as a... As, as a great um, 
director. Yeah. He hasn't done big movies. So for him to him to get this, he, they're big shoes to fill, and yeah. I hope that he can uh, fill them. Yeah, because he's a little wet behind the ears as far as his experience comes. And I like that, wet behind the ears. And I mean, it's just going to be a uh, wait and see. Who knows, it could be really popular. I mean, the, the golden cow right now is Ryan Reynolds. They're not really hanging their hat on anyone else. I mean, right. we'll see. And this is going to be a way different Deadpool than oh, what we yeah. saw on X-Men Origins Wolverine. This will definitely be rated R. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Even from that little teaser trailer that they released, it has to be rated R. Absolutely. Truly captured Deadpool in a live-action movie. <laughs> it can't be PG-13. It, it can't be anything less than PG-13. <laughs> if it is, I don't, I don't know if it'll really be worth watching, just because of how insane he is. Yeah. Well, hopefully Ryan Reynolds can pull it off. We do know that Ryan Reynolds is... He can't be looking like his normal self in this movie if they're going to play close to the comics. And yeah, know that and Deadpool's distorted and everything. And I am interested to see if they're going to talk about the kind of background of Deadpool. Um, I, I don't know where they're going to start or if he's just going to be Deadpool at the beginning of the movie, but I hope that, that Tim Miller brings forward a uh, backstory on Deadpool because it's essential to who he is. Well, and we talked about X-Men last podcast about how Days of Future Past kind of wiped out the bad years of the X-Men, yeah. X-Men 3. I'm wondering if this new movie is going to wipe out <coughs> the kind of the bad portrayal of Deadpool in Wolverine. Maybe. Yeah, he, he, he definitely had a bad portrayal <laughs> in that movie. Yeah. It's not it's not something uh I, I think they're they're very proud of. <laughs> I wouldn't be. But that's really all we know on Deadpool right now. There's not a lot out. <coughs> and um and you're having a cough attack. Yeah, <laughs> oh that's all right. on some nuts over here. That's ha- that happens. Cashews? Cashews and almonds. Ooh, almonds. <laughs> all right. Um yeah. you wanna go on to aliens? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, they are rebooting Aliens. If you like Aliens or um, Aliens versus Predators, uh, those kind of movies, this is for you. I was never really a huge fan of Aliens, um, but but I'm excited that they're rebooting this because they have a huge fan base. Yeah, they do. Um, that's for sure. What do you know about it, Chuck? Well, I remember the first one that came out, and really the first one was the best one of all of them, and it had Sigourney Weaver and... Really, it was kind of kind of throwback horror movie. I mean, yeah, you had one alien that took out the entire ship, right? And, and we were young, and when the when the alien was born, do you remember that? Yeah, that, that was a yeah, not my not my cup of tea, really. But and they tried to do a prequel here recently with Prometheus. Oh, really? And <laughs> it was terrible. I mean, absolutely terrible. He saw that Michael Fassbender was going to be in it, and he thought that it had some yeah, Michael Fassbender. But um, I, I know that that um, for me, the, I remember watching it the first time, and we were we were young when when it when the they even had the the one that came out in the early two thousands, and mm-hmm. I remember being disgusted. And it's not really my thing. Um, those those alien movies aren't really my cup of tea. I'm more of a Planet of the Apes or or um, or really not as gory kind of movies. That's and that's I that's going to be one of my pre. Uh, uh, presuppositions going into Deadpool 2 is how gory it's going to be. So we'll see. I'm just not a gore guy. Now, did you ever watch AVP? Alien vs. President? Alien, Alien, Alien vs. Predator. the Predators? Yeah, you ever watch that? Uh, yeah, I've seen it. What do you think? Um, again. The first one, of course. Again, not my cup of tea. Really? Yeah. You like it? I thought that 
as far as the graphics and everything went, it was directed by Michael Bay. So I thought it was pretty good, but the second one. So that so that was one of the series that he didn't run into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> like Transformers. Or or Ninja stuff. Turtles. Why well, I, I didn't mind Ninja Turtles. Yeah. The one did that came out this summer. Um, they were big. They were big. You haven't seen it? Um, I enjoyed it. It it had the same kind of personality that I expected and hoped for out of, out of, uh, out of, um, out of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and, um, Megan Fox, she was a good, uh, April O'Neil. So, well, here on Aliens again, the same director who did District 9, Chappie. Oh yeah. Neil Blomkamp. Yeah. Chappie's coming out. When, when does that come out? With Hugh Jackman, right? Yeah. It comes out here pretty soon. Yeah. Anyway. But, yeah, Neil Blomkamp's the guy who's directing oh, okay. it. And it sounds like Sigourney Weaver, who, for those out there who don't know Sigourney Weaver's, she played on Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. She played on... Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. She played on the new um, Avatar. Avatar. Which is top yeah, she be did. on Avatar 2. Oh, yeah. But they're talking about reinstalling her into this new series. So Very cool. We'll see. Which, of course, they have to wait until Prometheus 2 comes out. Ridley Scott is going to do a Prometheus 2. Did you watch the first Prometheus? I did. It was I, terrible. I didn't watch it. It was bad. I almost went to watch it in the theater, but I went and saw um, That's My Boy with Adam Sandler <laughs> instead. Yeah, it wasn't anything great. Prometheus was terrible. That movie bombed. Yeah. I remember um, paying for that to watch it on TV. And then... Oh, you paid it for, for pay-per-view? Mm-hmm. Oh. That's the worst because you because pay per view is always upcharged and you end up when it's not a good movie you kind of bite the bullet with it. <clears throat> but we'll see. All right, that, that's all you really know about aliens, right? Yeah, I mean, there's not. It's just kind of new right now, and we'll find out more. And as we know, we'll let you know. We'll post it on our website. We'll keep you keep you guys up to date. Um, yeah. So yeah, and this is this next thing we're going to talk about is something that. Everyone has been wanting us to talk about, and I've been wanting to talk about it. We just um, we planned these things ahead, so we didn't really have um, have much room until now. And this is um, something big that DC is doing, and it is the storyline convergence. It's almost kind of like DC's take on Secret Wars, kind of. I don't want to say it's exactly like it because it's not, but um, it's it's about time that DC takes a bunch of superheroes and villains and puts them puts them together in, in, in an epic crossover uh, almost but the premise is um that it's set on a world outside time and space brainiac has used his access to vanishing vanishing point to roam the history of the dc universe using it to abduct heroes from different lost and defunct eras so we'll see all different sorts of of heroes and villains so opposed to the secret wars it just took everyone Yep. Out of the same time. And it's going to be across all the multiverse. So you have this whole vast array of DC and DC different storylines and things like that. And so we'll have characters from all that. Um, and Brainiac amasses a collection of 40 cities, taking them to this mysterious world within domes. He opens them to see what happens. The ensuing chaos pits various DC heroes and villains and their historic and multiverse counterparts against each other as a villain known as Telos arises to take advantage of it all. So this Telos character is almost some going to be somewhat like the Beyonder that we saw in Secret Wars. Yeah. So I'm excited for this because, like, once again, we really love Secret Wars. So to have have this kind of feel and kind of atmosphere in the DC universe 
is is very exciting. Now, is this Telos invited to the party, or did he stumble upon it and just enter it? You know, I, I'm not I'm not exactly sure. Let me look that up. But I do know that it is going to be a weekly book um, starting in April or May. Um, that that it it's going to be probably a limited series as well, like the Secret Wars was. Sounds very interesting. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Not from the funky eras. The yeah. funky eras? What? Is that what it said? Um, uh, it's coming from from um, lost and defunct eras and across the whole multi. Uptown, defunct you up. <laughs> defunct you up. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it's it's going to be exciting. I, I'm excited to see what's going to happen and, and what's what's going to come out of it. Um, okay, here it is. Convergence is a two-month weekly limited series, and it's obviously published by DC Comics that begins in April 2015 and is scheduled to run through the end of May. Um, Convergence spins out of the final issues off the weekly series Earth 2, World's End, and the New 52, Future's End. The story involves Brainiac having trapped cities and various timelines and planets that have ended, brought them in domes to a planet outside of time and space, and is now opening them for a great experiment to see what happens when all these folks meet. Notable during this event is the return of DC characters from before the Flashpoint storyline of 2011, that led to the creation of the new 52. And that comes from a very reliable source called Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, I just went in there and changed it and wrote it myself real quick. No. Um, But the main characters that we're going to see in Convergence, obviously Batman, Superman, uh, Wonder Woman, Brainiac, and and Telos. And and we don't know a lot about Telos, but we do know that Jeff King is actually writing the storyline. I'm sure we'll see quite a few... um, quite a few prominent DC characters. Um, they We don't know yet, just because a lot isn't released about it, and we won't probably know until April about who's all going to be there and what's going to go on. Really, all we know is the main facts right now. So, Are you excited for it? I will be. I think the Absolutely. more it's time progresses, that it's going to be more intriguing. I think DC is really... I mean, there's starting to step up to the plate with Marvel, so... Nice. I think it'll be good. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. I mean, this is something that I'll probably um, I'll probably buy them all. I'll probably go to the, the store and buy them every week. So mm-hmm. I'm excited for it, but that's, that's really the big news, um, and that's what we can tell you about Convergence right now. So you want to move on? You ready to move on? Yeah, let's move on. Now this next section is a new segment that we like to start, and it is called Character Spotlight. Yay! You like that? I do. Straight from my phone or my uh, cell phone. <laughs> yeah, because we're recording in front of a bunch of people right now. I see a dog walking outside the window. <laughs> um, the character spotlight this week is Bucky Barnes himself. For those who don't know a lot about Bucky Barnes, um, besides what was in the movie. Um, the Winter Soldier himself has quite an interesting background. Yes, he does. You want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, here's a little bit about him. His name is, his name is James Buchanan Barnes, named after James Buchanan, the 15th president of the United States. He was born in Shelbyville, Indiana in 1925. He is an orphan, the son of a soldier killed in training at a U.S. Army camp in Navy. In Virginia, just before the United States entered into World War II. Huh. 
As a result, he is unofficially adopted by the camp as a mascot, nicknamed Bucky. He takes to wearing a uniform, becoming savvy with the ins and outs of military life, even though he's a teenager. Uh, this is where he met Private Steve Rogers. Mm. Ooh. And who is Steve Rogers? Who's Steve? <laughs> who the heck is Steve? <laughs> Steve. By all appearances, Steve is the clumsiest soldier in the camp. Big surprise there. This was the same time reports then that Captain America began to appear in the news magazines. Um, Bucky kind of tries to follow this hero and find out who it is. An admirer, I guess. Um, in 1940, Bucky accidentally walked in on Steve Rogers changing into his uniform. Because that's vital information you need to know. You need to know that. <laughs> it traumatized him, right? If you ever want to find out something important, walk into someone in Oh, been there. <laughs> <laughs> Thus discovering his friend was Captain America and insisted that he join him. And then he went training and all this. And then eventually what happened, a lot of people don't know this, but the storyline that created Bucky Barnes is a bit different. Um, the military justified putting a 15-year-old in harm's way by using him as a symbol to rally the youth of America. Yeah, no as revealed <laughs> in Captain America Volume Five, Number Twelve, for two thousand five. Mm, yes, um, they fight the Red Skull, the same antagonist as yep. the first Captain America, and Captain America accepts Bucky as his partner. They fight the Nazis at home and abroad, and they become part of a duo. The duo become a part of a superhero team called the Invaders. Yep. Um. Keeps on going. They I mean they join quite a few groups. Eventually, in the closing days of World War II in 1945, Captain America and Bucky try to stop the villainous Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo, which has also been rumored that the guy who played Smeagol. What's his oh, name? Oh, uh, we talked about him previous time. Oh, I don't know his name. Um, Precious. The uh, Precious. Yeah. yeah, that guy. That guy. He's supposedly. Playing Baron Zemo. If you watch the YouTube video of the Avengers: Days of Future, not Avengers. If you watch the Avengers Ultron mm-hmm. trailer, Age of Ultron. He's the guy with the beard, who has a gun in his hand. It's during the flashbacks, I think. Anyways, supposedly he's supposed to be Baron Zemo. So they try to stop him from destroying an experimental drone plane. Zemo launches the plane. Launches the plane. And I, oh, Andy Circus. Andy Circus. There we go. Andy Circus. Andy Circus. Yes, I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Rogers and Barnes are in hot pursuit. They reach the plane just before it takes off. Bucky unsuccessfully tries to defuse the bomb. Explodes in midair. Corrosion target. They believe that he's dead. As you all know, Steve Rogers is hurled into the water. He's frozen yep. and he's in suspended suspended animation. Kind of like Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually he's found decades later by the Avengers who were searching for Submariner. Mm. That's how they found Captain America floating in a block of ice. Um, and then later on it becomes known that, I mean, you find out about Bucky Barnes becoming the Winter Soldier. But yeah. Well, a, yeah. Li- a little bit about uh, Bucky Barnes and what he can do. Um, a couple things about him. He is trained as a master assassin. Um, he helped Wolverine break out of the Weapon X facility. And most famously noted by him is the fact 
that he has a bionic arm that provides him with superhuman strength, enhanced reaction time, sensory array, electrical discharge, and he can even create an EMP from that. And he's had the opportunity. He could have used it against Iron Man, but he didn't. Um, He is a master martial artist, expert marksman, skilled shield fighter, um, skilled acrobat. Uh, He's in peak human condition. Um, he's an advanced scout, he's multilingual, he's an expert spy, and he's an expert assassin. So he is kind of a jack-of-all-trades when it comes uh, to fighting. He can do a lot. Also, um, he killed Wolverine's wife, and he supposedly, Draken, Wolverine's son, Draken? escaped her room, whatever. Oh, really? That's a baby. For those of you out there who don't know who Draken it's kind of Wolverine's son who has a lot of the same similar abilities as Wolverine. Ends up hating his dad. Yeah. Complex. What? Um, yeah. I I'll look him. I'll look him up a little bit and, and talk a little bit. About, or we could do him for character spotlight uh, in a couple weeks. Dakin. It's Dakin. 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 You want to do that? Sure. All right. Well, you guys have that to look forward to then. Mm. That's a good idea, Dakin. We kind of uh, need to learn a little bit about him ourselves, which is pretty cool. And as you know, Bucky Barnes went on to becoming the Star-Spangled Banner's replacement yep, he, after the mm-hmm, Civil War. Mm-hmm. He takes up the shield and becomes the new Captain America. Oh, Dakin, Dark Wolverine. Yeah. Okay, that'll be cool. That'll be awesome. Awesome. Uh, and that'll wrap up Character Spotlight. Um, let us know who you want us to do besides Dakin. Um, and we would love to hear you guys' feedback on who you would like to hear in the Character Spotlight segment. Um, email us at rebelcomicsalliance at gmail.com or comment on our website at rebelcomicsalliance.com or you can tweet us at Rebel, Rebels Comics or you can um, find us on Instagram at rebel underscore comics underscore alliance. And that's how you can find us. Uh, but moving on, in a couple weeks, we are going to a con. Kansas City Planet Comic Con. You know, we never got a good barbecue last time. No, but we got good Chinese. I think we should get Chinese and barbecue. Ooh, at the same time. No, same day, day, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. We can get back to the hotel, order Chinese, and then for dinner, have barbecue. Kansas City barbecue. And we'll send out where we're going that way. Yeah, you guys can meet up with us. That'd be cool. A little get together. Yeah. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, maybe we could, maybe we could take off Friday and then have dinner there Friday night. There we go. That sound good. Now you're on top of it. Now we're now we're talking. But anyway, we're gonna be there. We are gonna be the guys in the Rebel Comics Alliance T-shirts. Um, our wives will be wearing the T-shirt, and Hyatt will be there wearing a T-shirt. Um, so if you have any questions or you see us, um, come up and talk to us. We'd love to hear from you guys, and um, we'll we'll be handing out little little pamphlet things maybe or, or cards or something yeah. something but come up and talk to us about the podcast and, and really we want to hear what you think so if you're going to be in the kansas city area and you're going to go to planet comic-con look for us we'll be in the rebel comics alliance t-shirts can't miss you can't miss us especially me um <laughs> uh but we would we, we want that We're, we would love to just sit and chat with you about what's going on at rebel comics alliance um anything else you want to say about planet comic-con looking forward to it Looking forward to oh, this is this is one of my favorite cons. It really is. 
um, it, it's it's good size and it's not like super crazy. Um, prices it, are going up. Yeah, they are. But the that's because it's getting bigger. Right before prices yeah. start Yeah, and they they have good guests. That's where I met Lou Ferrigno. <laughs> you don't want to talk about that. Um, <laughs> he made two men cry. Yes, before me, he made, he made he made a man cry. Psychological abuse. <laughs> he was probably in his Hulk state. Didn't mean it. He <laughs> just growled. <laughs> um, but but yeah, we love Planet Comic Con. We'll be going there. We'll, a couple. We're trying to work out a couple other cons this year that that we might be at. Denver and, and Smallville, maybe San Diego. Maybe San Diego. Um, that's more of up to our if our wives will let us spend the money. <laughs> um, but we we really want to get out there. We really want to hear from you guys, and we really want to get Rebel Comics Alliance out there um, and, and, and let us know how we can bring you a better podcast. Help us get out there on the map. Yes, 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 very much so. So we'll be doing some publicity stuff at uh, Planet Comic Con, and we hope to see you all there. Might be giveaways. Might be giveaways. We might... You, you don't know. It's up in the air. We're going to be bringing the heat, and you guys are going to be receiving our heat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, good for Planet Comic Con? Yep. All right. Let's move on to a segment we like to call Versus. Wow, 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 wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, this week's Versus, it's a doozy. Oh, yeah. It is a doozy. You tell me, bub. <laughs> This week's versus is Lobo versus Wolverine. Um, now, want to start out talking about Lobo? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Um, Lobo was first introduced in 1983 in Omega Man number three. Um, some some notable things that Lobo did. He really he literally killed off most of his race, so that way he could be the only one left of his race. He has superhuman strength. He's been able to challenge Superman. Um, he can go without food. He can go without air. Um, and he can he can go um, underwater for a long time. Uh, no big deal, really. He, he's practically immortal. Um, he has a hyper-advanced healing factor. Um, stronger than Wolverine's. He, he can resurrect from a pool of blood. Yeah. Um, and mainly, that's because he has been cursed not to die. Because neither heaven or hell will accept him. So um, he's kind of cursed to live a, live his life um, and never die. Um, he usually carries around a hook and a chain, um, but he prefers hand to hand combat, much like Wolverine. Is that like a gut hook? Because yeah, it's it's or like a gut hook, hook on on a chain, and he swings yeah. it around. Um, it, he has a high level of fighting ability because he he is immortal. He's been around a long time. He's very. Um, many people he can beat Drax the Destroyer. Um, we've seen that in a few different grudge matches. Um, and his healing factor is is pretty fast. Um, unlike Wolverine, where his healing factor depends on how much inflicted damage there was. Mm-hmm. Um, because what, he got hurt so bad one time that he was out for like two months. Really, um, Lobo can be um, <laughs> completely down to nothing and can resurrect from that pretty fast, almost, almost instantly. Um, so... That's that's one area where, where Lobo's kind of has the upper hand um, on Wolverine. And Lobo, um, he's a bounty hunter, and he was kind of created to be DC's Wolverine. Except they made him more, a, lot more a lot more powerful. So, well, see, the thing I have with Lobo is, 
you go look at him through the comics and you look through accounts of his feats, boy, his abilities as far as strength go, they vary. I mean, when he resurrects, he doesn't come back the same all the time. Sometimes they say that he doesn't come back much stronger than a human. Really? And then, yeah, and huh. then other times when he comes back. I didn't read that. He has extreme powers where he rivals Superman in strength. So, I mean, he's got a, it's called like an intergalactic motorcycle or something that can go through space and time. Oh, that's cool. Um, he can't, like you said before, he doesn't really need oxygen. He can just breathe in space. He can be in a vacuum of space without having to need anything. And that's powerful in itself. It is. Because, I mean, you look at the extreme temperatures that you experience in space and that unfazing, unfazing to him. So, mm-hmm. And I mean, Lobo, like you said, um, cool blood. His cells redevelop themselves. His cells almost go through like a mitosis where they build him up. Right. Cell replication. And it's said that after a pool of blood, that he actually can generate more than one copy of himself. That oh, actually there really? Was, yeah, that there was a plant full of himself. And then they killed themselves down to the original logo that we know about. So that's he had a, to kill himself off. That's intense. The only one of himself. Wow. Yeah. And, I mean, as far as Wolverine goes, he's got a good healing factor, but, I don't know, his healing which factor... Would be, which would be very helpful in really fighting anyone else but Lobo. Yeah. Um, but honestly, Wolverine's adamantium skeleton is probably what's right. going to save him, because he's not going to just get ripped apart. Um, and he has well-honed senses, almost to the point that he can smell uh, emotions. <laughs> they're they're, they're yeah. that strong. Um, he's expert in nearly every form of martial arts. Um, like you said, he has a strong healing factor, and his um, his structure makes him virtually indestructible. Um, there are certain materials that suppress uh, Wolverine's healing factor, such yeah. as carbonadium uh, and a katana of mystic origin called the Muramasa Blade, in which Cyclops Scott Summers um, holds, and oh. he and he you, you he holds that because. Um, um, he's the one guy who wouldn't hesitate to use it if he needed to. Well, yeah, they hate so, each other. Yeah, so that's what that's why Wolverine gave it to him. Um, was that if if Wolverine needs to be taken out, Scott, Scott Summers. Summers will do it. Well, and then you have Lobo, who, as far as like acute senses go, not only does he have that, but he can smell and detect people from galaxies. Right. Yeah. I mean, you talk about Wolverine times a billion. That's what. It's what Lobo was created. Mm-hmm. And DC kind of went above and beyond uh-huh. what Marvel did. Yeah. And and even though Wolverine does have advanced agility and reflexes, mm-hmm. Wolverine can die. We've seen that this year, or this past year. Wolverine can die. They killed him off. Where Lobo cannot die because he is virtually cursed to never die. And um, you have Wolverine who at his peak conditions are probably somewhere around the Captain America range. Mm-hmm. He might be above Captain America in a few, but below him in another few. I mean, Wolverine's only, what, 5'3"? Yeah, he's short. He's very small. Yeah, they had to do uh, special camera angles on Hugh Jackman to make him seem shorter because Hugh Jackman's 6'2". 6'2", yeah. Yeah, so. And that's really, <laughs> that's a small guy. Yeah, which, which well, that makes him more agile and fast, but the fact that, that Lobo... He has the brute strength and that regenerative healing factor. Now, who? what has Lobo done? I mean, you said that he's... What's some of his feats that he's done? Uh, some of Lobo's feats? Well, yeah. he killed off his entire human his race. race. Yeah. Um, um, he's also... 
um, been pitted against um, Superman. Superman, and he was able to um, hold himself almost to the point where he almost beat Superman, which is pretty powerful. Yeah. Um, besides that, I'm not really sure. I'll have to look some up for you. But I mean, we know that Wolverine defeated the Hulk, which that in itself is a I mean, that's a huge feat to be able to do that. Wolverine's kind of overachieved for what his powers truly are. Yeah. Um, Wolverine's strength, really, they say it's below two tons. Yeah. But it's around that range. Hmm. Um, You're talking about Lobo. I know Lobo, I'd say most consistently, he's probably at superhuman strength far beyond Wolverine. Yeah. I mean... Most of the times, for most accounts, he was more powerful than your average superhero. But you have Wolverine, who really doesn't really have anything that jumps off the page at you. So do we want to say who we think our winner would be? It's pretty obvious. Three, two, one, Lobo. It's got to be Lobo. Absolutely. Um, So let us know what you think. If you disagree or we missed something or, or, or you think we're just idiots, let us know. Um, we'll take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> take it like men. Yes. <laughs> we'll also um, we'll post some some good comics where you can see some of their feats of strengths. And I tried to get a poll posted on this one as well as last week's, but we, we're kind of having a little problem with, with the website. We've talked to our website developer. Um, he's going to be working out some of those kinks, uh, so hopefully we'll get them up. Um, so, so that way you guys can go on our website and vote because we had, we had a pretty good turnout for the Mace Windu Obi-Wan battle. Um, what was the poll? What's the standing on it? The standing, last time I looked, it was around 50, 50. I could give you an update real quick if you want to go on and introduce our next segment. Yeah. So our next segment, it's our most powerful villain. Top five. Top five. Top five segment. Most powerful villains. This is good. This this should be a highly anticipated top five. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, there's some. There's a line where you draw, and these are the top names that come up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I'm sure some of them are going to be 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 obvious, but at the same time, it's going to be there's some good few. stuff. Yeah, there's about one or two names on here that might surprise some people. Okay, it is 57% Obi Wan and 43% Mace Windu. So pretty close. You got some smart fans. <laughs> <laughs> Except oh, for Brian's kid. Brian's kid's smart. But... <laughs> Gorilla Grot should eat their brains, huh? <laughs> <laughs> lucky to eat their brains. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> okay, anyway, top five most powerful villains. I'll go first then. Yeah. Uh, my number five is a lot of people have him higher on their list, but I don't 